0: Barbecues are passion, and that's just what you'll get. Where the can Burns is a barbecuer, Tales from the Pits.
1: Howdy, welcome to the West Texas episode series of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And today we are here with...
2: Christina.
3: And Aaron. And you guys are with... Rahino Barbecue. Rahino Barbecue out here in Olton, Texas. If you guys are not familiar with Olton... It is, Brian, you were just looking at the map. Tell me exactly. It's closer to New
1: Mexico than just about anything else. Um, We're about 50 miles east of Clovis. We're in northwest Texas, and we're about 10 miles from Earth, Texas.
3: Yes, yes, you Earthlings. Uh, so, so, yeah, it's about, I kind of like to think of it at almost the halfway point between Lubbock and Amarillo, not necessarily in a straight line, but kind of that in-between spot. Um, so if you're doing one of those West Texas Panhandle barbecue road trips, it's perfectly mapped along that route, which is kind of, we're not going Panhandle this time, but we're, uh, we are we hit a few different West Texas joints. And Rojino is a place that Brian has been to before, but it is my fir- first visit here, though we've met before. Many, many years ago, before you yeah. guys were... were actually operating a barbecue establishment um back at tejas in 2017 um you guys did a lot of barbecue touring back in those days didn't you
0: we did yeah that was actually our anniversary trip like two or three years in a row so we went and had barbecue for our anniversaries how did you feel about that <laughs>
1: i didn't
2: mind it if it's something he enjoys i mean it was a good experience
3: <laughs>
1: I have a good wife there you go. So that's, that's very important in this business. As, you, 20, at, all as you may
3: be aware, our wives are not anywhere near us right now because <laughs> yeah. they are tired of eating barbecue and I don't blame them one single bit I for that. I think
1: they're more tired of driving between barbecue joints with us.
3: <laughs> they're they're, they're the tired of basically eating. anything related to us <laughs> and barbecue in the same sense. Nothing
2: sentence. to do with the barbecue. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly.
1: So, so talking about barbecue, what, what does literally barbecue mean to you? What, what did you, what were your early memories of barbecue? How did that,
0: that connection to barbecue occur? For me, it was growing up and any time that we had an event going on or a gathering with our family, that's what it was. It was barbecue, Um, you know, that sometimes meant just, you know, grilled chicken, um, chicken thighs or leg quarters. Um, Maybe every now and then it was some smoked brisket and stuff like that. But if we were going to get together as a family, it was something smoked or grilled. Um, and so when I think of barbecue, it just, to me, it just, it means family, um, and just to bring people together in in West
1: Texas, I'm sure a lot of
0: mesquite. Oh yeah. A lot of mesquite, uh, Kingsford charcoal, lighter fluid. Uh, (laughs) but yeah, definitely mesquite was predominantly the main thing we were using back then.
3: And and you grew up in it right here in the Olton area. Yeah,
0: I grew up here, uh, uh, went to high school here, graduated from here. Um, and I was here, uh, me and my mom ran a restaurant together here, um, and until I met a a young lady that was living in Lubbock at the time.
2: That would be me. (laughs) (laughs) It would be really awkward if it wasn't.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And so what were your barbecue memories growing up? I
2: really, I mean, grilling was basically it. My dad, I mean, whenever we'd have, you know, birthdays, any celebration like that would just usually grill steak. So My mom would cook brisket, but in the oven. (laughs) So for me, like it was more like roast, I guess. So there are some places in Texas where it's still
3: like roast. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So I really wouldn't say that I had too much of a, you know, barbecue background or anything like that growing up.
1: So what was that kind of transcendental barbecue experience where? where it was something more than, it it may still be a family connection, but it was more than just
0: grilling. It was more than just oven. Yeah, so we went to a Houston Texan football game um, a while back. I think it was 2016 was the first one we went to. And Texans fan all the way
3: out yeah, here. Yeah, huh? all the way out here. I'm, we're sorry. I'm the only one. <laughs> uh, There's not many in Houston right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so we were just, um, you know, like I said, we grew up, I grew up always kind of cooking barbecue with the family and stuff like that. So I yelped or Googled barbecue places in Houston. Um, and everything I saw said that Killins was one of the best or the best. And I didn't know anything. I, that was my first time in Houston ever. So we, we I read a lot of things saying that we should get there early. And I was like, that's that's kind of weird, you know, uh, for us out here. And so I told her, well, we're going to go try this place out tomorrow and uh but it says to leave early so we're gonna leave like it because we googled how far houston was <laughs> to Pearland, um and uh we said well we'll leave like around nine we got there like around nine thirty, nine forty-five or mm-hmm. so or something like that and we drove up and there was a huge line uh if i had to guess maybe like 75 people yep. already in line and uh, as soon as i got in i was already like amazed um, but I got out of the car, and the first thing I noticed was this isn't mesquite uh, that I'm smelling. And so in, it was our first time to ever be in a line for food. Um, I was not
2: happy about it at all. <laughs> no, no. It was very hot. It was hot. Um, and why are we waiting out here for food, <laughs> for just food, but...
0: Yeah, so we got to talk to a lot of people in line in front of us and behind us, and um, they were asking us where Alton is, and it's always a treat to try to explain <laughs> that. Um, but so we got inside finally, and we were able to order, um, and like I said, I thought I thought we did pretty good brisket, you know, because that's we didn't cook a whole lot of pork butt or ribs or anything like that, but I knew our brisket was pretty good. You know, so whenever we ordered our food and I was amazed that they were cutting it right in front of you. That was my first experience with all of that. Um, So we got our food, we sit down and I had never had a smoked beef rib. I've had beef rib like in caldo, which is like a Mexican soup, but I've never had a beef rib that was smoked. So um, I took a bite out of that and I was like, we know nothing about barbecue. (laughs) Um, and I know nothing about smoking meats. And so we had brisket and, uh, we were just blown away and I was like, I gotta learn how to do this. So that was kind of our barbecue moment.
3: Yeah. And we, we talk a lot about like those barbecue lines, especially in those earlier days is yes, they were a pain in the butt and they still are. And we are not a big fan of waiting in them anymore, nor is most people, but it was a good opportunity to, like, start getting those relationships and those connections oh. to the restaurant and to the people online. And, like, we had a really good conversation today. at would be with a guy that was in town from Utah. This guy's from Provo, Utah. Oh. He'd never had, you know, Texas barbecue in his life. And, and there's always someone in those lines that are having their first experience. For that mm-hmm. day, it was you guys. And, you know, and for another day, it was somebody else. There's probably better than average chance one of us was in that line that day, too. So say, yeah. uh, <laughs>
1: Kill, Killen's back then. Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: yeah the, that was some. I mean, Killing really was the first... One of the first real modern barbecue establishments in the Houston area, um, you know, shortly after the Franklin Boom happened. And so, you, did you have did you have the whole f- full spread? Like, did you get sides and desserts, or did you just go strictly strictly yes. meats? Or
0: so uh, we got uh, beef rib, brisket, ribs, and turkey, I believe. And I had never had smoked turkey before. So that was also a treat. Yeah, and they they did the turkey phenomenal back yeah. then. I yeah. mean,
1: there's very few places that did it like that. It was always dried out and mm-hmm. overcooked. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a, a few tricks along the way that, that people have learned. It's a little more common now. But, yeah, that was, even that was just like, this is completely different kind of turkey than what we're used to yeah Yeah, i
0: was like there's no way this is turkey this has got to be chicken or something else but anyway so uh, that was our first experience with just really good barbecue we had uh cream corn there um i'm not i don't remember the other sides but i had never had cream corn in my life before that so um that was a new new to me side and yeah, that, that Kiln's cream really corn is good. pretty legendary yes. at this point.
3: It's it's one of the more memorable barbecue sides around. And, and you guys serve a really good cream corn, which we'll get into here in a little bit when we get to the menu. Um, but at that point, I mean, was a barbecue business anything in the realm of your mind or?
0: Not at all. Uh, you know, we were both working uh, for a gro- grocery store chain here. Um, you know, we were trying to kind of move up the ladder in, in that world. And. Um, just trying to make that happen um and you know after that experience i never thought about turning it into a business even after that experience it was always just a hobby for us um but as i started to practice and not necessarily practice but just cook it i was like this is something that i really enjoy doing um and so that was kind of how we got on the radar of opening a business for that so
2: he cooked a lot of uh bad brisket Before it got good, but that's
0: what you got to do. Yeah, as soon as
2: I think when we got back from Houston is whenever you started.
0: Yeah, like that same week that we got back, it was. um, I was like, I got to start. I got to start learning, and, and trying to make it like that. And, and today there's there's the masterclass series, the PBS
1: series, uh, other plenty of YouTube videos, people like Harry Sue, yeah, books, a lot more accessible information are on it what, now. What, yeah. How
0: did you How did you learn back then? What What sources did you use? I think the Franklin videos were out on YouTube. The PBS ones. PBS ones, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, I did watch a few of those, um, but really it was just more of just trying on our own. Um,
3: what kind of pit were you cooking on at the time?
0: We were giving, my uncle lived in Plainview at the time uh, when we were living in Plainview, but he was moving. Um, and so it was a, a really heavy offset that one of my other uncles had made. And so he said, I'm, I'm not going to be able to take this with me. So we went and picked it up from his house. And it was, it was a pretty good size offset, but the bottom was completely rusted out. Uh, I mean there was no bottom you could see through it and so we just found a piece of metal to just stick in there We didn't like weld it or anything (laughs) like that. We just literally dropped that piece of metal right into place Um, but I was like Let's give it a shot. And so, you know, she talked about having a bad brisket, you know, the first one I did, you know, when we were Younger, we thought a lot of the white smoke We thought that was a really good thing. We were like man. This this stuff is really smoking gonna be really good well we smoked that i smoked that brisket it didn't have any temp gauges on it it was you know just a, a old pit well uh we were living in play at the time i smoked it all day long i was gonna bring it here to eat so we could eat with my family well i cut into it and it's completely raw like it's <laughs> it's it's colored on the outside yeah from all the smoke, but right. it is still completely raw, so we had to stick it back in the oven for like three more hours, and it, even then, it was still really tough, and um, Christina says it was like she was just like tasting smoke coming out of the smokestack. Yeah yeah, like licking, licking, yeah. Smoke yeah, yeah, just.
1: yeah. you the
3: we, We've had those experiences. They're they're no fun, but yeah, I mean, like I said, the, you got you to start somewhere, you got to learn, and, and eventually, well, obviously, things have improved, because we just ate some really good, <laughs> good brisket today, but, you yeah, know, eventually... You started to get the hang of it. When did you start adding on some more meats and ideas to, to what you were cooking?
0: Um, well, you know, we went to a, a competition uh, in Colorado. Now, I'm not sure why we went to one in Colorado. <laughs> well, we had never been to Colorado. It's probably closer to Colorado than it is to <laughs> Houston. That's yeah. Yeah. for sure. Yeah. It was in Pueblo. Pueblo, Colorado. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we had never been to – I had never been to Colorado, and I had never done a competition. So me and my brothers were like, let's go to Colorado and do a competition. Because uh, like I said, we always thought we could cook and all of that sort of stuff, so we went up there and we actually got uh first place in our pork butt we got the and we got the perfect one eighty which wow. i don't know if uh that was just a fluke or people didn't know how to judge or or what but we <laughs> we got that little k c b s pin um and we ended up placing tenth overall, which was pretty cool for us like yeah, for first time that's yeah, phenomenal. yeah yeah it really is. uh so um uh, when we got back i was like because we cooked ribs we also cooked chicken and we shaved all the fat off the skin and did all that funny stuff that people do for competitions and uh so after that that was kind of like well apparently our chicken and our ribs really stink uh so let's kind of start working on those um and so you know just like i said for family gatherings and stuff like that we would cook ribs or chicken just to try to kind of play around with them
3: so as you know, as you're starting to, to cook more, and you know, I know, like you said, you had some anniversary trips where barbecue was involved. When when did the wheel start turning for trying this as a business? Um, and and Christina, what were your first reactions when when that subject was broached?
0: Well, we had went to that competition, and it was funny because we didn't have like a trailer pit or anything like that. We took like four Weber kettle grills, not even the Weber smokers, just Weber kettles. Um, and so... You took the pork butt on a Weber kettle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we... Uh, I When we got back, I was really excited. I was like, man, we won first place in pork butt. And I was like, this is something we could really do. Uh, so I started to look at smokers. Um, and she was like, why, why do you need to buy a smoker yeah. if you're just going to be doing competitions? And um, so... Um,
2: I think at that time we had, did we have Olivia, our youngest, or no, just no, our first, we, had, we had, had both of our girls, so it was kind of a thing where I was just kind of like, you know, that's fine if you want to do it for fun, but you've got to keep your job, too, to pay bills, like, we can't just drop everything we're doing just to open, you know, barbecue, and.
0: Yeah, so I was driving uh, in Plainview one day, and I saw uh, a 250-gallon smoker on the side of the road, and it had been there, and I'd, I'd passed by that road hundreds of times but all of a sudden it like stuck yeah, out well, to once me. you're
1: in the business of yeah. any, any level every every vessel that looks like a barbecue pit catches your eye <laughs> yeah. and you're like is that a barbecue pit is it for sale could yeah. it be a barbecue pit yeah we've yeah. literally
3: pulled yeah. u-turns in the middle of rows stuff, <laughs> stuff like that you know. so
0: i found that um and it, i noticed i mean it was completely to our part one of the doors was missing off of it um and apparently the guy hadn't he, he, obviously he hadn't used it in some time And so I knew who it was. He, he cooks a little barbecue in Plainview. Um, so I reached out to him and asked him how much it was. And, um, at the time I thought it was a lot of money. Now knowing how much pits are now, it was, uh, I can't, I can't believe I got that for that much now. Um, but so I tried to convince her that we needed it and uh, we should buy it. So, uh, we got it for a couple hundred dollars cheaper than what he was asking. He was going on vacation, so I caught him at the right time. He wanted some, some extra money. So uh, we brought that home, and like, I think it was just a couple of weeks later, my sister was going to have a little bit of a fundraiser for one of her friends that uh, uh, I think he had just found out he had cancer. So they were doing a, a fundraiser for that, and she, was, she asked me, do you think you can cook 10 briskets? And at the time, I was like, i've never cooked that many briskets that's a at lot of one, briskets time. For one time yeah, yeah. It really is, yeah. And I, said, I don't even know if 10 briskets will fit in this thing um and so i did that and surprisingly they were all okay you know they they weren't you know spectacular but they weren't bad either so i was like that's kind of what got us started was like you know we can cook a pretty good amount of food and it it be okay and i think this is something that people would want to buy so that's kind of how we got started with Um, that just kind of doing little things here and there like that.
3: Around what time? Like 2017, 2016? That was very
0: early 2017. Okay. Um, so it was, you know, a few months after we had went to Killins and, um, kind of just messing up a lot of brisket. So when, when you were doing this kind of as a hobby on the side,
1: when, when did you decide to really get into jumping ship and making this
0: your career? So... You know, after we purchased that 250-gallon, um, we, moved, we moved back to Olton. Um, we were living in Plainville at the time. We moved here. And I had just um, started on Instagram, and I would see people doing a pop-up, you know, people doing pop-ups for different things. And I told Christina, I was like, I want to do a pop-up. And I told my family, and they were like, well, what's a pop-up? <laughs> and uh, I was like, well, we're just going to set our up. Our families have the same reaction. <laughs> <laughs> they still do. Yeah. <laughs> so I told her, I was like, uh, you know, it's just where, you know, you cook some food and you just pop up somewhere and kind of put it out there on Facebook and all of that sort of stuff and just try to sell what you made. And they were, they were like, well, where are you going to do it? I said, we're going to do it right in front of our house. And uh, they, they looked at me pretty funny, and they were like – who's gonna who's, gonna, <laughs> who's gonna, come? gonna come to your house
2: your driveway to buy food
0: yeah so we uh we got a a canopy and i cooked six briskets and um that's a lot of briskets
1: Mike. i mean you
0: know there, there's yeah.
1: there's businesses that are doing that on a slow day right yeah
0: and so we uh we we bought like a variety pack of chips they had like cheetos and sour cream and onion lays and all of that sort of stuff and um we put it out there that we were doing it we kind of put out there that we were doing competitions and stuff like that so people were kind of knowing that we were doing stuff like that um in that first time it, it went really well we sold out like in a couple of hours uh, we just made sandwiches only um and i was like well that's pretty cool i mean we sold everything we made uh, we kind of subtracted, you know, what our cost was, and I was like, uh, you know, that's a pretty good amount of money just for a couple of hours worth of work. Um, that was before I knew everything else that was yeah. involved. I was say, yeah, in <laughs> you, were, you were only yeah. counting like the sales time, you weren't yeah. counting the prep and right, the cook. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. and so uh, that's kind of how we got started here, and then we did a few more pop-ups. Um, we had a couple of really bad ones where, you know, it didn't go so well as far as sales-wise um my brother he owns this store that's right next door to us um and back then this lot that we're sitting on was completely empty there was some buildings here they knocked them down uh but he was gonna have a big event here at his store and so i said what if we were to set up next to your store um and just try to sell some brisket sandwiches he was like yeah that'd be cool and um and that was early 2018 um early 2018 and uh man we, it was a huge response we sold out really quick cause there was a ton of people here for his event um and so after that we would i just i told her i was like we got to try it you know we we have to at least try um and see what happens it may work and it may not but we we have to try
3: so early 2018 you know after after you know the the initial push that got you to start the business what we're you know it's always it's always a a more scary thing when you open to the public as opposed to a pop-up event where it's a set you know it's in a set event where it's you know people know it's a special day they have to come when you start opening for any sort of regular hours you really become more dependent on gaining the local customer base Mm -hmm. how did that start out for you guys did you guys have support of the you know the locals here from day one or did was it a slow build yeah well
0: you know we had that event in March of 2018, and I told her, I was like, if we're gonna do this, I think we have to start in the summer. Um, in my head, it's like summer and barbecue. Like, it just makes sense. Um, I had never, I mean, it had been a long time since I had done business in Alton, um, and But, we, so we, we decided June of 2018, we were gonna be here at this location. We acquired the, these lots here. Um, and uh, my mom had a food trailer that she had bought a couple of years ago she never did anything with but she gave that to us and we completely revamped it tore it down rebuilt the frame and kind of redid that and so we decided June of 2018 um, and we thought that was a great idea uh, but little did we know that you know everyone in Olton in the summer was going to leave Olton for vacation <laughs> and no one outside of Olton knew who we were so yeah. no one was going to come to Olton to eat our barbecue now, even even in a world of social
1: media it's it's such a drive to get out here that, mm-hmm. that people aren't just gonna wander by no. I mean you, you've got to really pull them in so um, so how did that go that that first summer
0: so the first week or two I think we were pretty busy just because it was something, something new. new yeah but man it got it was pretty rough through the summer um, we were we started off cooking like six seven maybe eight briskets a day. Uh, we were buying the packs of ribs from Costco. So we would do like three to six racks of ribs a day. Um, and we would buy pre-made sausage that was a tin pack. So we'd heat up a tin pack. Um, and there would be some days where we wouldn't sell one sausage, we wouldn't sell one rib. Uh, and we were kinda, I wasn't second guessing myself, but I know she was like, uh, what did we get ourselves into? We were both still working part-time at mm-hmm. our jobs on monday tuesdays and wednesdays and we would do this thursday friday saturday uh, so we we had the option to go back if you know we needed to and um we thought about it a couple of times i
2: remember specifically one time i don't remember what day it was thursday friday or saturday but it was really slow that day and you know we were you were sitting on the smoker on the trailer we went out there and just kind of sat there and we were just kind of like are we gonna be able to do this like we didn't make very much today. We didn't sell very much. It kind of barely even covered what we bought. So it's kind of, you know, are we going to be able to do this? So,
0: and you know, Olton is is a really small community Population uh, populations like 2000. Um, and there's never really been like a full blown out barbecue restaurant here as far as like barbecue is the only thing we make. Um, we're not going to do like chicken fried steaks and chicken strips and hamburger steaks and all of that sort of stuff we're just, we're just doing barbecue. So it was the initial, like, you know, I think everyone's kind of talked about it on this, uh, that education process of, you know, this is how much we're going to cook. Uh, you know, early on we did sell out and people would come and they'd be like, why are you sold out? Like you just opened. get really we're, upset. like <laughs> And so we kind of went through that where people were like, well, we're not going to go there if they're going to sell yeah, out. That, that, you know? That's the
3: difficult balance that yeah. that you go through. Of, yeah, you don't want to have a bunch of leftover product at the end of the day, but at the same time, like especially early on, if you know if those customers that aren't used to that go there and can't get the food that they thought they were going to get, it's hard to get them to come back. And so it is. It's very hard to balance that. It's almost impossible to balance right.
2: that. To get people to understand this, we're open until sellout. Right. What to what time? You know, till we sell out. Like until we're out of food.
0: So that was a our probably most difficult challenge was just trying to teach them about what we were doing um, and uh, trying to be consistent and trying to get people in Olton to stay in Olton to come try our food and kind of just educate them like this ain't just, we're not trying to, you know, just mass produce barbecue. We're cooking it every day. Um, and, you know, it was hard for people at first to kind of understand And I understand think around that.
2: here too, I mean, a lot of people here are farmers or do work You know outside all day they don't want to come sit outside and eat you know they want somewhere cool and to sit in and to enjoy their lunch so that was i think hard for us early on without having you know the patio or anything was that people would just not want to come sit outside in the sun to eat you know to get west
3: texas summers yeah yeah, i mean that's i mean it's understandable you know especially if especially again for a model they're not used to Right, right, right it's 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 asking it's asking for some faith for your you know your customers have some faith in you but I mean, product speaks for itself. And, you know, as you guys produce good product and and people start getting introduced to what a modern barbecue method is, what were what were some of the early reactions? Because I know there oh, there still isn't a ton of modern barbecue in West Texas. There's more than there was four years ago, but there's still not that much of it. So you guys are still providing that first experience for a lot of people in terms of modern craft barbecue. Did you? Did you have to did you have any challenges in terms of menu pricing, things like that? you know getting people used to those sort of items?
0: Yeah, sort of. I mean, it was the pricing was you know, we never heard too much. I mean, but at the time when we started, our biscuit plate, I think, it was like ten dollars with two sides, and yeah. which you know is uh, if you know barbecue, that's a fantastic deal oh, with, absolutely even in 2018, I think. Um, but you know to a lot of people, they're like. I'll just go to Dairy Queen and buy a, a Hunger Buster, you know, for four or five dollars, you know. And um, and, and initially, like you guys always say in Austin, if people see a line, they're they going to go it. get in line. <laughs> we well, saw it yesterday. <laughs> it's the exact opposite here. If you see a line here, you're going to keep driving. You're like, oh, no way I'm going to do that. Um, and so, but initially, the people that we fed um, and we had a chance to serve, they loved it. And they were like, there's not anything like this, you know, around here. Um, you know, and w- our first experience was at Killins, and one of the things that made us want to do is we want to provide that experience of that first real barbecue, you know, kind of moment for a lot of people out here that, you know, don't go to Houston or out of town like that. So, um, we did have a chance to do provide that for a lot of people, um, early on. And,
1: um, as you've matured in the business, have you have you tweaked or changed any of your
0: recipes or added anything as you as you've come along? We've tweaked a whole lot. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I I get Facebook memories or you know so uh, just memories from that pop up on your phone, and I'll look at that picture and I'll be like, oh my god, like that looks terrible. <laughs> How, why did we serve that? Uh, but yeah, we we we're always tweaking here and there. Um, like I said, we were buying sausage, um, already made, um, we're making our own now. We've been doing that for, you know, four or five months and, uh, we've added that. We kind of felt like that was the last thing to kind of make us, you know, a legit barbecue place was to make our own sausage. So, um, we've added that lately and you know, once we started, we, we kind of went all out to do brisket, ribs, turkey, uh, you know, pulled pork and all of that sort of stuff. So I think the last piece of the puzzle was, you know, our own sausage.
3: Yeah. So let's, let's talk a little bit more about the menu and and what we had today and some, and also some of the items that you feature as specials and things like that. So, you know, obviously we had most of the, most of the traditional items today, um, your brisket, which one of the first things that both of us noticed when we, when we took our first bite was you've got a very textured and present bark, um, which is not, super prevalent in a lot of central texas modern style barbecue anymore so it was really nice to get um and it's cooked really well the ribs were cooked really well and you put a really good amount of black pepper on the ribs thank you for that because we are (laughs) we are hounds about black pepper (laughs) and which sausage did we have today brian yeah the jalapeno cheese cheese.
1: and and the you know it was it was a really good bind um it was it was a nice coarse grind but the bind was still good um plenty juicy casing was good and and we're We're kind of casing snobs, so uh, but but the casing was really good. It was really impressive sausage, and and that's not something that just happens overnight as well. Um, You you kind of went through a a trial period with that too. Yeah, well,
0: you know, we had been wanting to do it for a long time.
1: Um, He
2: says we, but really he (laughs) had been wanting to. Yeah, I just thought you know we're there's not very many of us that work here, and that was just one more thing added to added to it it, it becomes kind of a a cost cost
1: cost prevention measure though right. too because you've yeah. got these you've got these trimmings that you're throwing away and so there's there's absolutely an added labor cost yeah but but you're kind of reducing your upfront up front source and that's cost. what
2: he kind of said you know we're throwing all this trim like you know we could be making our own sausage and so finally we were i was
0: well we would trim but we wouldn't trim as aggressively you right. know once we started to make our own sausage we did get a little more aggressive with the trim uh just to get a better shape you know and even i'm all out um but yeah so we started that and um you know i was scared I, I was like i heard you guys' stories and um just stories about like potentially like making someone sick if you don't you know do it right and all of that sort of stuff and not only that you know we operate out of a food trailer you know where are we gonna put all this sausage um you know all of those sort of things and um but we had andrew from cadillac barbecue at good things barbecue uh he came out and you know he he said a lot of the things that you guys said uh, about our food and he said you know the last thing you really need to do is just make your own sausage so after he came that was just the push that i kind of needed i was like, we got to do it so uh we tried it you know i watched a couple of videos here and there I I bought a couple of books but I never read them Um, (laughs) and so I said let's just do it let's just it's it's a very hands-on thing. I mean it really is and so I said I mean we're not gonna try and sell it or anything we're not gonna make a whole lot but let's just try and see what happens and so you know the first couple of times we made it um, it was super red uh, we added way too much paprika in there and it tasted just like smoked chorizo which was really good if you know we had some eggs and some tortillas <laughs> laying around but uh you know that's not what we were going for um but you know we kind of played around with it um and just kind of messed mess with the recipes here and there and uh we like where it's where it's where it's how far it's come and uh we do have some things to to do to you know make it a little better but. We like how far we've come with it.
3: Yeah, no, for for you've only been doing it for a few months now and it's it's impressive, you know, how dialed in you have it at this this point in time. You know, cream corn is another uh side, you know, I don't know. I won't say it's an homage to Killins because it doesn't taste like Killins cream corn, <laughs> but, but it it definitely took us back to that memory of Killins because we don't you don't see cream corn on a ton of barbecue menus, and so it was it was nice to get the cream corn today. The uh, coconut, or not yeah. coconut, the pecan yeah, cream, pecan cream pie. pie.
1: So, this was this. Good was, Lord. When when I saw the description, I the, the words that came out of my mouth was those things don't belong together. Not together. Um, <laughs> and so I had no idea what to expect, but but I love pecans, and so let's let's try this. And um, I mean, the best way I can explain it, and Andrew's more of a culinary person than I am, but I mean, it's almost like a pecan pudding pie. What it is, it's no, no.
3: Yes, that's yeah. exactly what it. That's yeah, exactly it's, it's how it not, it's
1: not. It's not a like it's not. It's not a meringue pie. At no, all. It's, no, it's more like a, it's. It's a very creamy. It's not a cake, um, and it's not a pecan pie. Um, so it's it's a very <laughs> unique dish, but um, really really nice ending
3: to a meal. Well, thank you. And, and that, that was your creation. <laughs> yes,
2: my my only no. I, well, I do that and the corn. Those are my two. So I get to take credit for those two. But. Yeah. We'll
3: give you credit for the sausages, the ribs, whatever <laughs> you <Yeah>. credit for. <laughs> you put up with all the crazy ideas. Yeah. Uh, but it's been uh it's been fun to watching you, you know, from afar. We've been watching you guys, you know, kinda start this and grow this and it's been cool to watch. Yeah, it's uh it's a really nice menu that you guys have developed out here and it's really cool to see what you've been able to build in this really cool small town that you grew up in. Yeah, and it's it's nice to watch these stories. These are the stories that always, you know, we kinda geek out on. It's just, you know, not someone that grew up in the big city and saw 20 different barbecue joints, but just maybe had that one big moment that kind of started you down this path. And, it, you know, it seems like you, you've had a couple of different early memories and then, you know, memories as you grew up and different experiences that kind of moved that along. So, we're you know, we're looking forward to seeing what, you know, where this business brings you over the years. Let us know and let everyone know what's the best way to get a hold of you, what days and hours are you open, and all that good stuff.
0: Yeah, so we're open every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, we open at 11 a.m., and we go until sellout. Um, you know, Thursdays and Saturdays are typically short days. We're here till about 3 or 4. Uh, Fridays, we try to cook enough to where we can be out here a little later in the evening. Um, you know, we, we try to do, like, a double batch of ribs, a double batch of brisket to be able to be out here a little later. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at um, Rahino BBQ um, are our handles, and... Um, We'll be out here in Oldton every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday.
1: And and for people that are interested, the best thing to do is make sure you follow them on the social media. You can kind of get an idea of of what they're doing. If they're doing any specials that weekend, um, come out. Tell them that you heard about them on the show. Um, Please go visit them. Order the menu. Order the things we talked about
3: yeah this, it's a great it's a great part of a West Texas trip that you guys should be making. There's some really good barbecue out here and some really good people cooking it so Roo barbecue, thank you for the time. thank you for producing good barbecue and we look forward to seeing what's coming up. Thank, thank you, you guys. guys.